Alleluia. Now let the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Our scripture reading today is from the Common English Bible, and we read from the book of Acts, chapter 16, verses 16 through 34. One day, when we were on the way to the place for prayer, we met a slave woman. She had a spirit that enabled her to predict the future. She made a lot of money for her owners through fortune-telling. She began following Paul and us, shouting, These people are servants of the Most High God. They are proclaiming a way of salvation to you. She did this for many days. This annoyed Paul, so much that he finally turned and said to the Spirit, In the name of Jesus Christ, I command you to leave her. It left her at that very moment. Her owners realized that their hope for making money was gone. They grabbed Paul and Silas and dragged them before the officials in the city center. When our owners approached the legal authorities, they said, These people are causing an uproar in our city. They are Jews who promote customs that we Romans can't accept or practice. The crowd joined in the attacks against Paul and Silas, so the authorities ordered that they be stripped of their clothes and beaten with a rod. When Paul and Silas had been severely beaten, the authorities threw them into prison and ordered the jailer to secure them with great care. When he received these instructions, he threw them into the innermost cell and secured their feet in stocks. Around midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening to them. All at once, there was such a violent earthquake that it shook the prison's foundations. The doors flew open, and everyone's chains came loose. When the jailer awoke and saw the open doors of the prison, he thought the prisoners had escaped. So he drew his sword and was about to kill himself. But Paul shouted loudly, Don't harm yourself, we're all here. The jailer called for some lights, rushed in, and fell trembling before Paul and Silas. He led them outside and asked, Honorable masters, what must I do to be rescued? They replied, Believe in the Lord Jesus, and you will be saved, you and your entire household. They spoke the Lord's word to him and everyone in his house. Right then, in the middle of the night, the jailer welcomed them and washed their wounds. He and everyone in his household were immediately baptized. He brought them into his home and gave them a meal. He was overjoyed because he and everyone in his household had come to believe in God. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. This week's scripture gives us a bit of an interesting read. We have Paul getting annoyed and then being thrown into jail. But there are some interesting things going on here with power plays happening around Paul and with Paul. The reason I say this is that when Paul decides to cast the spirit out of that slave woman, Paul messes up somebody's income. The slave woman with the spirit that enabled her to predict the future is basically being used by her masters simply to make money. There doesn't seem to be any concern about what this does to her. And it doesn't seem to be doing anything good for her because she's not making money and the Spirit is causing her to follow Paul and his companions around yelling about their salvation. So when Paul gets sick of it, he casts the Spirit out in the name of Jesus Christ. And of course, the Spirit leaves her immediately. But the owners are angry. Because they can't make money 
on that fortune teller anymore. The moment they can't make money, they decide to turn Paul over to the authorities. Apparently, for violating customs that Roman can't accept or practice. Now, note that these customs that Romans can't accept or practice don't come into play in all that time until he casts out this spirit. Apparently in the days before, those customs weren't an issue. But suddenly, now that they can't make money, now it's a problem. Paul has done the right thing and is being beaten and thrown in jail for it because they had the power to do it. But then Paul shows what real power is. Waiting in prison, Paul and Silas are singing and praying, and the other prisoners are listening to their hymns and their prayers. When an earthquake strikes, everyone's free. Now that they've been set free, they all leave, right? Not exactly. The jailer thinks that everybody has left. The earthquake shook the jail to its foundations, and the doors are opened. And in despair, the jailer decides to kill himself. But then Paul shouts in a loud voice that they're still here. When the jailer comes in, he wants to know what can he do to be rescued. Believe in Jesus Christ. And you and the entire household can be saved. So right there in the middle of the night, the jailer cleans Paul and Silas up, and he and his whole household are baptized. Now, the reason I mentioned Paul and Silas at this point with Paul demonstrating true power, Paul and Silas and everybody else could have left the jail. There was nothing holding them there anymore. But they didn't leave. Paul defies the powers that put him into jail, and he remains there for the sake of the jailer. He demonstrates his own power. Because this jailer would be in some serious trouble if everybody had left. Now, we could rationalize away our concern for Paul's jailer. If he was guarding prisoners like Paul, he must have known that he wasn't doing anything good. He must have known the trouble he'd be getting into. And so it's easy to write him off and say that Paul shouldn't have been concerned. We don't need to worry because he wasn't doing the right thing anyway. But we don't know that. We don't know that he knows any more than he has a job to do, so he does it. Paul doesn't see it that way. We know that for certain. Because when Paul is given the chance to leave, he stays and calls out so that this man does not kill himself. And he speaks to him the good news of Jesus Christ, and in response, the jailer and his whole household are baptized. 
And you know, this jailer is just doing his job. Day by day, earning a living to support his family. Had Paul just been thinking about himself and what he wanted, he could have skipped out, left town, and not thought about it again. But Paul does think about it. And they remain. The jailer doesn't kill himself. Instead, he hears the good news, and he and his whole household are saved. Because Paul did the unexpected, and he stayed. And that's the thing about our reading for today. We have Paul doing the unexpected and getting unexpected results. He heals a woman and is thrown in jail for it. Miraculously, an earthquake comes and releases him from jail, and he stays. He stays, and a man and his household are saved. But there's a common thread here. In our first instance, he sets the woman free from the spirit that she has, because regardless of what her owners want from her ability to tell fortunes, it does not seem to be good for her. And when they could have turned tail and run, leaving the prison behind and escaping to wherever they wanted to go, they stay so that Paul can share the good news with the jailer. And part of that unexpectedness is that in situations like this, how often do we think about what the right thing to do would be if it means we're going to struggle? And we don't expect people to do the right thing. But there's Paul shackled when an earthquake comes. And suddenly he is free and his door is open. And he remains waiting for the jailer. Because Paul doesn't want to get this man in trouble. Paul wants to help him. Paul wants him to be saved. The man guarding Paul's jail cell, the one Paul was thrown into for helping someone. The man keeping him locked up is someone Paul wants to save through Christ. Now we do have more similarity between these instances because we have Paul helping two people in situations beyond their control. A woman with a spirit that her owners don't want to get rid of, leaving her with no one to help her. And the jailer doing his job when an earthquake comes that he couldn't have prevented. Not an earthquake that looses all the bonds and opens the doors to the prison. Paul didn't have to consider either one of these people. But he did because of his faith in Christ. Because Paul does the unexpected and reaches out to these people in need. Paul didn't know what would happen in either case. He didn't know helping the woman would get him tossed into jail. He didn't know how the jailer would respond to the good news. Paul helps these people because they need help. Paul shares Christ with them because they need Christ. And I don't know if Paul actually has any more reason than that. But does Paul need more reason than that? Paul sees people in need, so he helps. Paul doesn't want to get someone in trouble if he can help it. And so he finds a way to bear witness even in the most difficult of times. 
Paul is there to share the good news of Jesus Christ, no matter what. And I think there's something to be said for doing the right thing, even when it's going to get you in trouble with those in power. There's something to be said for doing the right thing, even if it may personally cost you. That there's something about being able to stand up for what is right, regardless of what the consequences will be personally for you. And that's what we see Paul doing. And I think that's why it's unexpected. Because Paul does what's right, even if he may end up in jail, even if he may be beaten. Even if it risks his own freedom, Paul does the right thing because of Christ. Paul does it with a clear conscience because he does it in the name of Christ, knowing he's doing what's right and what's good for others. And I think there's something for all of us to learn in that. That we can do the unexpected by always standing up for what is right, even if it's not going to be the easiest of routes for us. That we speak up for the truth, even when those in power don't want the truth to be spoken. That we call for justice, even in the face of those who would bury justice. Even if it's not going to work out directly in our favor, we do what's right because it's right. We do what's good because it's good. And that because we love Christ, we love each other. And because we love each other, we love God more deeply. We help each other. And we always act for what is best so that we aim to do no harm, to do good, and to stay in love with God. That no matter what happens, we remember that Christ is with us to always help us to do the right thing even when it's unexpected. Amen.